I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. Uh, it's me, David Bedeal, and I'm here as ever in Peter Fincham's shed with Tim Hinks. Hello. We're going to speed along with this one because I've got a gig tonight with my own show, uh, which I'd like to plug for a minute, but I'm mentioning it partly because the gig tonight is in Aylesbury and I cannot hear the word Aylesbury without thinking of the Aylesbury Friars, which is, I believe, where an early version of Ziggy Stardust was uh, was premiered, as far yeah. as I'm aware. I think that's right. There's also, this isn't an Aylesbury, on the A3... Mm-hmm. Um, when you People go, are already switching off, by when, the way. Measured Aylesbury and now we've mentioned when, the A3. When you go through, into London and you go past the Toby Jug, oh, yes. uh, which is in, what's that place called? New Mold, not quite New Mold. But that, that, I think that was the first Ziggy. I think he played this old... Oh, really? Don't look, as they say in Spinal Tap. What was the Don't name? look for it, it's not there anymore. Right. Um, but it's he played Ziggy. David Bowie's had a band, uh, and it was a, you know, the band was pre-The Spiders. I think it was mainly The Spiders. I think it was Mick Ronson right. and maybe Trevor, but not Woody. Um, and they, they dressed up in costumes, okay. and they were called something like the Fuzz, right? That's wrong. Right, right. right? But right. my daughter, who knows everything about David Bowie, she's at school now. But I'm going to ask. Definitely, there was one called Rono, but that wasn't the Spiders. That was obviously Mick Ronson, yeah. and there was Arnold Corns. And so I, I'm I'm drawing a blank on. Okay, what was the name of the Spiders? I'm going to say. Yeah. Before they were the Spiders. Okay, let's see if that comes in okay. before the end. Uh, of the show, brilliant. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's what I think about with Ailes. So we're just basically fill time now for the next hour, time, yeah, until yeah. she comes back on that. <laughs> yeah. It's quite hard in a Google world, isn't it, to relax now, waiting for the answer to something. But I'm interestingly, I, I, I've googled Bowie bands pre-Spider, and it's not, right, coming, it's not up. coming up. I know. So. Can I talk about something else? Never mm. mind Aylesbury. Mm. Uh, and that is, I, I'm on Desert Island Discs on yeah. Sunday, uh, which was very exciting. I mean, obviously, I went on uh, slightly bitter. I haven't been asked, well, 20 years ago, really. That's a, But you have been asked. Well, so I have been asked. I, I would just I, be positive. No, I am positive about <laughs> it. I was very... I didn't say anything whilst I was on it about being furious. Right, right. And in fact, it was a very lovely experience. Um, How long does the whole thing take? Well, I, I, they've told me that I was the longest ever. <laughs> longest record ever. That's two not a compliment, half, is it? No, it means I just talk about myself right, too much. Right. Uh, two and a half hours long, my wow. record was. Okay. And it's a forty-five. <coughs> sorry, it's a forty-five minute show. Did Kirsty so, sort of leave halfway through? Was it? Was I, it? I, she, I didn't notice. <laughs> she might have done. She had left. I've got to do the royal wedding. I can't stay. Uh, but it was a great experience. Um, and I'm not allowed at this stage because it goes out on Sunday to tell you what songs I chose. I will tell you because people will know this. I chose a Bowie song. I could have chosen eight Bowie songs mm. actually. The basic question I have when I listen to it is. When you're saying, here's my song, yeah. do you then, with Kirsty, um, do you listen to it, the whole thing? Are you sitting there listening? Yeah. You I mean, you play? don't listen to the whole thing. Um, actually, I think... Well, hang on, yes or you don't it, it, No, it depends on the song a bit. Um, right. Uh, because if it's a long song, and one of my songs was quite long, uh, then they definitely cut it down. Um, like, they cut it down in the edit, but they also cut it down, I think, when in the record. Some of my songs were quite short, so I think we did end right. up listening to practically one. But yeah, no, we sit there with her... Uh, we, just me, uh, and uh, it's actually really an interesting experience, that, because you're mm. talking very emotionally mm. about how this music has charted your life and meant something to you, and then you you just sit there and listen to it, and it's a quite a zen-like, strange experience, mm. particularly with someone who you don't know but who is very lovely. So, it, yeah, I really like doing that. And um, in a way that, obviously, pol- well, you've seen that pol- when politicians do it, they have a thing where they get it checked and, you know, is this saying yeah. the right thing? Is there, a, and you're very honest, so you'll tell yeah, me no, this no. is true. Can did I, you, yeah, did can you? I, can I make this clear? Yeah. Right, I know what you're going to ask. I 
would have hated more than anything else mm. in my whole life, virtually, uh, going on that show and thinking, oh, yes, what must I choose to give a better impression of myself? Right. So I'd better choose a bit of classical music mm, and mm. I'd better choose a bit of, you know, whatever, mm. uh, a bit of world music. No, mm. of course not. Right, that right. would go against everything I am. So yeah. it's all pop music, apart from one bit of spoken word. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, it was... Very difficult mm. um, because I love so much music, um, and I, you know, there were. I'm not, I can't say what you I can't say did, what no what I left out, what I didn't leave out because this is going out before. But, but there were some people who I did leave out. Who mm. I still feel now, even mm. talking about it, bad that I left them mm. out because I love these people so much. But you do have to leave some people mm. out. Um, and um, Bowie. So I chose a Bowie. Song. What about the luxury? Is that an easy thing? Is that just thing you think? Oh, of course, I've got to come up with the luxury. And you just well, I wanted. To, I, I, I could tell you something. Well, I don't know if I can tell you that. I wanted a cat. Okay. Um, and apparently you're not allowed any live things okay. as a luxury. So and should cruelty. I could have a stuffed cat? Why aren't you allowed anything live? I, well, Can't because, because it's got to be on your own. And I suppose right. having a cat means you're not on your own. Right. I, didn't, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. I mean, at some point, if you were to say, okay, you can have a cat, next thing you know, you might be able to have a monkey. Right. Yeah, and once you can have a monkey... And in a million years, that will develop that into a human, to a human being. human, and then you're not on your mm. own. So yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've thought issue. this through. That is an issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, look, what I want you to mm. try and do, mm. but I'm mm. not going to say the answer, but I might be on the next podcast, is which Bowie song Which Bowie song do you think I chose? Well, uh, we, I mean, obviously I don't know, because we were talking before this about whether you told me or not. I'm pretty sure you haven't told me about what you chose. Um... But I think you it would be so hard, wouldn't it? Because we talked last week on the last podcast, and I ventured that my favourite Bowie song was um, "Always Crashing in the Same Car," yeah. which even as I said it, I felt bad about because I don't know yeah, if that's true or not. Every other song. And so you're effectively being asked by Kirsty on you, "What's your favourite or most significant Bowie?" Yeah, and song? you do feel that you're rejecting all these great songs, and you feel bad about that. And also in a different moment, it's a bit you might you might change your mind. It's a bit like you can do. I used to do this with my kids that you go. Um, you chose a favourite kid. No, I didn't do that. I did that ages ago. Um, no, I used to do a thing about saying, if you could only have one meal mm. every day, yeah. what would it be? Yes. And then, as kids do, they think really, really seriously about that. And yes. then say, um, let's say, you know, fish and chips. Well, say, well, a friend of mine's kid, I remember very clearly that being asked, and she said, only butter. Only butter. Well, this Which, would do it. She, she's dead now, of course. This would work even... She's not. Uh, this would work even... Better with her because when they said, let's say, fish and chips, yeah. I would then say, but wouldn't that get boring? Hmm. And then they yeah. they would say, yeah, but that's the whole point. Yeah, and then yeah. it would just some, somehow get me pleasure to say, try something else. And yeah. every time they choose something, I'd say, wouldn't that get boring? Like three times a day forever. Right. And didn't it get boring saying, wouldn't that get boring? <laughs> no, somehow not. Because the more annoyed they got, the right. more, yeah. So it's a bit like, yeah, so the Bowie question is, which Bowie track would you choose? You, you, yeah. Whatever it is, I could then say to you, yeah, but what about Word on a Wing or whatever? Yeah, and unquestionably, what, it you could say, no. what you could say, if I told you the track, is wouldn't that get boring yeah. to hear that no, no, track every day? Well. Because presumably I would listen to my tracks every day on the desert island. By the way, one luxury they never talk about having is a record player. I assume you've got one of those. I think you've got a record player and you've got a very specific amount of electricity, which only presumably makes the record player work. Yeah, I mean, I say record player. I guess now it might be, you know... Uh, oh, streamed. A stream. But if it's streamed, mm. then you have a computer and then you can get mm. off the island quite quickly with yes. any kind of message to, I... to sh so shipping people. They spent a lot of time thinking about the cat and not enough time thinking no, about exactly. how would you even have access. But you need to... You the need. Song. I think the listeners are waiting for you to okay. guess. Okay, yeah. Love the you one channel switched off. Um, <laughs> you don't you <laughs> You're just saying that. Mr. Hello, Mr. Gra uh, Mr. Gravedigger. Um... I think, well, I think I think I would think that what it is is off Diamond Dogs, because I know you like Diamond Dogs. And we've talked before about a track which I think you said is not far off your favourite track, so I think it would be that one. Which track is uh, it? And I think it's Rock and Roll With Me. When You Rock and Roll With Me. When You Rock and Roll, which I think you love, so mm. I think I'd probably guess that, mm. although I know you can't tell me. No, I can't tell you. Um, Any others? Uh, you've often talked about, this is a bit odd, not odd, it's not in the... You know, the sort of strong, fertile period, but you like conversation piece, mm -hmm. which I think you've already loved. I'm looking for any signs here, and you're being very poker faced. Yeah. Um, so you love that. Um, would you go Ziggy Stardust, you know, in that album? Um, so well, I can tell you, what I can tell you is my yeah. favourite track on, on Ziggy Stardust okay. is Lady Stardust. Oh, mine too. But that's, that so, doesn't say so, anything about Desert Island Discs. No, no, I understand. But I've often thought. If I were to be asked as an artist, which I wouldn't be, uh, Lady I, Stardust, I Lady, Lady Stardust would be 
I think would be a contender. Um, so I'm going to Lady Stardust. And then Hunky Dory, I know you mm. like, because I'd said mm. early on that it's not my favourite. Um, so maybe you'd go, but you wouldn't go, I mean... Well, oh, no, no, there are You many, wouldn't go Life on Mars. And not Life on Mars. Too, no, what do you think I would choose from um, Hunky Dory? Uh, maybe Quicksand? Yeah, Quicksand or possibly or Beauty Brothers. Brothers yeah. But Quicksand, I think, probably. I, I love yeah. Quicksand so much. So I think... Okay, well, these are interesting oddly with, uh, ideas. They're, they're, I have to say they're there and thereabouts, as people say about the Premier League. Uh, uh, earlier on about who's going to win that they're definitely you're in the frame uh, but you have to listen to Desert Island Disc which I believe is on is it 11 o'clock on Sunday morning to find out uh, what that is uh, there were also just in terms of music in general just people that I was worried about leaving in and leaving out yes. um, and again I can't tell you exactly but Tom Waits was very much you know someone I thought about and I wasn't sure and then I, whether I put him in or not and blah 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 I'm not going to tell you whether I put him in but you told me before this uh, program that you have a story about Tom well, Waits well it's, it's a sort of it's, 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 I do have a story although it's slightly bathetic mm. in that I was a few years ago I was sort of hosting a um, I suppose you call it an away day or an off site people call them in a, in a hotel in LA and so we're sitting there talking about strategy and I mean it's sort of awful basically and but lovely location and very nice people so we're sitting there and it's it's a sort of usually a big it's a sort of hall or a, a sort of empty room in a hotel and this it had a big table in um for us specifically I think it's what they do and there was a loo in the bathroom and I'm gonna say bathroom because we're in LA yes. in a corner which I didn't really think much about other than I did use it a couple of times in case okay. you're interested yeah, so over the course of the day I'm, well I'm interested I'm if hu- this leads somewhere more interesting <laughs> than that I'm human after all I went yeah. to the loo a couple of times yeah, right? okay. I'm not, if that's a crime lock me up okay. I'm hoping that the Tom Waits element of this story is going to come through in a minute and that's it <laughs> so moving on we should talk now about um, um, so we're sitting there talking about you know our shows in Germany or whatever and the door at the far end opens and a man starts shuffling through. Right. And I think he's, you know, like a waiter or someone <laughs> checking the... whatever. You know. So I don't really talk... This about, boardroom, I, it's a boardroom. It's like a boardroom. You're not in the lobby. No, but it's quite close to the lobby. And I right. think the... Re- which is sort of important because I think it's a room that you can usually walk through. It's not, often there's not people in there, but on this day right. we'd taken it over. and then okay. given. So this man in, like, blue overalls um, is shuffling through and I don't even think about it. And it's quite a... The table is a sort of conference table. It takes up most of the room. There's a huge gap in the middle, but you have to walk round behind us to go to the loo, which is where it turns out. I suddenly realise, oh, he's going to the loo. Hmm. I'm thinking, well, that's a bit weird that he's going to the loo in a room that we're having... We're literally in the middle of a conference. Yeah. I'm thinking, what sort of life can this man lead that he wouldn't recognise a strategy <laughs> conference in, in a hotel in LA? What does yeah. he think we're doing? And he shuffles round, and then everyone goes silent, mm. and I'm sort of talking about something, and then I look at him, and I go silent, he pays no attention to us. He's about a foot away from me as he shuffles to the loo. And it is Tom Waits. It's definitely Tom Waits. It's 100% Because you said Waits. blue overalls. It's not just a bloke who worked at the hotel. <laughs> it's absolutely Tom Waits. He goes to the loo yeah. and in a sort of... That's kind of an interesting As thing. he goes there... Did you hear him go to the loo? We, all were, we were quiet. We waited for him to <laughs> come out. You said you go quiet. <laughs> did you hear sort of growly sounds we, in between urine? We, did you hear something go... We, piss. I could say that we heard that, but I didn't. It was completely silent. Also, I'm thinking I don't want to start again because he's going to come out. So we just wait. Wow. And then he came back... And he came shuffling back out and shuffled all the way around the back of us mm. and out the door again and we carried on talking about our strategy for digital <laughs> as we pivot away from um free to air television at any yeah, stage <laughs> and it was a, it was a kind of beautiful moment in a way yeah, no that is amazing um, like well, a, like a I've got a sm- butterfly I, coming into the room I mean he's probably going to come on the show at some point so I don't know if I should tell it but I'll tell I can always tell it Tom again. Waits. again no Tom Waits isn't going to come on the show right. but Jonathan Ross who is a friend of mine and a big mm. Bowie fan uh, has said he will come on the show at some point. And he uh, has a Tom Waits story, which is about how, he, when he was a researcher on, I think, was it Soul Train? Okay. Or something like that. Some music show in the uh, sort of late 70s, early 80s. Uh, Tom Waits came on that. And at one point, Tom said, can you can you get me some food? Right? That's my Tom Waits impression. <laughs> um, and Jonathan had to go and get him some food, but it was shot, uh, this thing, like somewhere near the Albany Empire in okay. like, where is that? That's like... 
I don't know, East London somewhere, okay. before East London right. was what it is now. Right, right. And Jonathan went out and there's just like no shops <laughs> to get any food for Tom Waits. Right, so he walks about for was ages. He is generic as food, by the way. I think he just I'd said, like yeah, I just want some food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. you know, like, you know, he's a guy who basically. Well, that gives lived, Jonathan the best chance. In of his mind, some. he's in the Depression in the 1930s, Tom. So, you know. Uh, so he goes out and gets what all he could get, which was like the greasiest fish and chips. <laughs> even your kids, who apparently love fish right, and right. chips, wouldn't want to eat it. No. Not, not even once, let alone every right. day. Every day forever. Uh, yeah, and so he brings it back and he sits in an empty studio because no, uh, no one's come in yet with Tom Waits and Tom Waits they've never any cutlery or anything just picks right. up these fish and chips <laughs> with his hands because it's just all you can get man and John's like yeah I'm sorry and they eat it together I've always loved that image well that's very sweet isn't it yeah I that's love that I don't know if the grease well, was so bad that he couldn't play the piano very well later on no I, I've never really I've never maybe, got the Tom Waits I, I maybe that's why he was going to the bathroom in LA washing his hands he, he finally finally <laughs> remembered to get that grease off yeah. seven years I know he's later. brilliant Tom Waits I'm, yeah, I'm, no, well, not, I'm not a massive fan of what critics absolutely love which is his later period, right. uh, post source sword fish trombones, uh, where he becomes right. very kind of like uh, right. atonal and weird. Yes. I like the sort of jazzy 70s, okay. very beautiful songs. Uh, but there we go. Uh, but I've got, so just sorry, just. Oh, just, you're going to say, you, I well, mean, you, got, I, you got another Desert Island Disc thing? Well, right? it's only because I I'd, I'd, I knew you were going on and I was interested in, so we'll find out next time what you chose, but I was interested in what other people have chosen. And there was a Radio Times piece about, you know, about Bowie on, on Desert Island Disc. And no, I'm um, going to assume, but we could mm. be wrong, that because um, actually, interesting enough, John Gray is that his name was on the other day. He's a philosopher and thinker, okay. and I tweeted, and I was wrong. Uh, I will hold my hands up. Uh, but uh, while I was waiting for John Gray to start his first record, oh, mm. blimey, and this is going to be wall to wall Brahms, is what I said. Yes, because yes. he's a sort of eminent philosopher, and you know he's of that age, or whatever. Mm. His first choice was Life on Mars, and okay. I felt such a twat. Well, uh, but even having said that. I'm now going to say something again, which might be a stupid thing to say before mm. you've started reading it out, mm. which is, as proper Bowie fans, mm. I think me and you are now assuming, mm. well, they'll all choose Life on Mars yeah, and, no, and Stardust I... or whatever. That's not what we would choose. No, exactly. And I think that's what you get when you look at the list, and with one sort of really interesting exception. But So there's 38 different castaways. Yeah. As they've chosen Bowie. So Radio Times have bought into the notion they really are castaways. Yeah, they're all rather there. Rather than just people on it. <laughs> 38 different castaways have picked Bowie tracks, they say. So it's 39 now with you. Yeah, certainly. Maybe true. Maybe more in this series. Um, and then it says, um, yeah, Noel Gallagher, Neil Tennant and Lulu. So they all chose the same track. So Noel Gallagher, Neil Tennant and Lulu chose... Um, I'm not going to guess. guess. Well, it's, quite, it's an 80s, it's a big 80s song, early 80s song. Uh, Let's Dance. Yeah, so they chose Let's Dance. Then uh, Nick Clegg and Charles, so quite a big Lib Dem, yeah. um, showing Nick, Je- Nick yeah. Clegg and uh, Charles Kennedy. I couldn't exist on this island, says Kennedy, without Mr David Bowie's presence and sound. So he thinks he's actually going to be there when you read that, <laughs> yeah. not just the sound. Uh, Tracy Eamon and Anthony Gormley. Hey, what did they choose? Oh, yeah, that, I'll come back to that because that doesn't say at this particular juncture. But it's, I mean, Tracy Eamon and Anthony Gorman. Um, Tracy Eamon cho- and Anthony Gormley. Yeah, so Tracy Eamon, as you say, chose yeah. that good track, I think, but still very commercial, right in the bang in the middle of the 10-year a fecund period. Uh, uh, he's getting solely now. I'm, I'm narrowing uh, it down. Young Americans? Yes, so he's Young right. Americans, which is... And Anthony Gormley chose Starman, which... Right. Again, you know, okay. Uh, so good. no one has chosen no. what I would consider to be a, you know, interesting Bowie track. Yet. So far. Um, and um, so... Castaways have chosen from the whole range of the Thin White Duke's back catalogs as radio types. Right. Well, also, no. do you mean David Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all of Station to Station they've chosen. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so this is where it gets interesting. So um, I can tell you uh, that the sort of oddest, um, weirdly the oddest... Okay, I, I will try and guess the oddest. Yeah, the okay. oddest. I don't think you'll get it. Um, Timothy Spalls, Iggy Stardust, Ralph Fiennes... Um, uh, Jeremy Clarkson chose. You know Jeremy Clarkson. Jeremy Clarkson chose? would have chosen something more interesting. I would have thought. I, I mean, not actually. No. Okay. Is it Life on Mars? No. It's sort of almost. It's Route One. More Route One than Life it's on Mars. So, no, it's much more Route One. I would say it's the rootest one of. Of Bowie. Of all route, yes. I can't think what that is. That's a good question. What is the most Route One? Bowie track. I, uh, if, if people were to say, okay, name a Bowie track, I think most people would say Life on Mars well, or Ziggy Stardust or Starman. There's quite an interesting game that you... None always, of those. It's none of those. No. Um, I didn't uh, hear the other one you said. Starman. No. Um, if you go to Spotify, it's mm. quite an interesting thing with your favourite bands. So, so, so what's so the most, most popular? Stream, what's the most streamed thing? Um, this is a game um, that I've been playing recently and um, the Beatles is interesting because you know the most... Come together. 
No. But it was for same. years it was come together. Okay, it's changed. It's changed. Yeah. Uh, here comes it's, the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's George Harrison track is the most popular. Correctly, can I say? It's a beautiful track. It's, I love but, Here Comes the Sun. But um, but that's so on Bowie, it's the most streamed track. Oh, it's also the most streamed track. Yeah, it's not uh, Life on Mars, and it's not Let's Dance. It's not Let's Dance. I mean, it's really it's his biggest Fame. song. It's his biggest song. I think it's so big you, you can't, can't quite see it because it's towering over you. It's his biggest song. It's it's uh, uh, as in oh, yeah, yeah. with the one with Queen. No. It's just it's, it's the one with Freddie, not the one with Freddie. Mercury. It's the one that everyone. I mean, I think it's the one that everyone. <laughs> okay, I'm embarrassing myself here because I you can't know, name. Not, I, don't I can't. It's... Let me say this: I mm. can't name David Bowie's biggest song on this <laughs> the David Bowie podcast. But I don't really know what you mean. Uh, what is his? Because is it what, not what? from the glory period? Yes, it's from the ten year. Oh, Space Oddity. No, it's not Space Oddity. <laughs> The laughing it's, gnome. It's it's <laughs> now. It's as big as it gets for Bowie. I mean, I can only keep repeating that. Okay, well, I mean, um, it most it's from the glory period. Yeah, rebel, rebel. No, good, good. Ever. Oh, this is really ridiculous now. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna zone in for you. It's from the glory period, but it's not the one of the big albums. But it's oh. definitely. It's not one so, of the big albums. No, as in. Oh, Gene Genie. No, that's a big album. <laughs> Go a bit later, you know. Like I'm, t- what I'm saying is, he's getting less commercial. Fame, oh, bit, bit later. Let's. Is it from Let's Dance? No, too late. No, <laughs> Let's Dance is huge. <laughs> it's not a commercial album, even though it's station. Is it Station to Station? It's keep going. It's not no, Station to Station. Not Station to Station. We is can it? Name, we can name all his albums. Ashes to we... Ashes. No, back. <laughs> oh God, this is the <laughs> most boring thing <laughs> the listeners ever. Go to Germany. Germany? Yeah, be, be, oh, it's from Low or Heroes. It's it, Heroes! It's Heroes, for God's sake. Oh, it's Heroes, yes, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, no, but it's... You're absolutely right. It's kind of so have got big, that quicker. But it's so big that it's... I can't believe it did take mm, me so long to get that. Hiding in plain... Um, it's it was of, hiding in plain it's sight. It's his sort of Jimmy Savile, isn't it? It's well... It's sort of hiding in plain sight. Yes, I you mean... You kind I, of knew it, but no one I said did You know didn't it. say anything. I did know it, and I did also know, I think, uh, now that you... Now it's said... That is the most streamed Barry song yeah. on Spotify. Of course, it's Heroes, and it is a brilliant, brilliant song. And actually, I don't mind people choosing that because it seems to me still, in a way, slightly less obvious. I know you what you mean. Yeah, like no, I think it's big less... song. At the same time, I still think it's slightly less obvious. No, look, than it, Life on Mars. It's also breathtakingly beautiful, and yeah. why wouldn't you choose it's fantastic. it? Fantastic. But so here's the here's the people that. I wonder really... how many people at home listening to this, of which there are some, which are shouting Heroes for <laughs> deal. It's in front of you. Yeah. Heldon. <laughs> You're wearing it. They're on your head. Stop looking for them. Yeah. Is that. Um, so the people that sort of really sing out as like, oh, they obviously are Bowie fans, is uh, Alan Johnson, the oh, yeah, Labour politician. Yeah. He, well, I think he chooses, he chooses Drive-In Saturday, okay, good. Which, are the, which is a, you good. know, that's a thoughtful Very choice, good. isn't yeah. it? Ricky Gervais, you know, probably know what he chooses. he chooses Letter to Hermione. Um, the most surprising one, though, Okay. Um, I want to know this, but I'm going to try and guess this. So, what do you want to guess? The per- you can't just no, guess no, I don't the- want to guess okay. the person. <laughs> what am I? A desert island dis expert? <laughs> um, it's a children's writer like yourself. <laughs> just tell me who it is. Um, David it, Williams. It's not. No, it's um, Julia Donaldson. All right. Okay. She wrote um, the Gruffalo. For anyone the Gruffalo. Who know. You will definitely not be able to guess the track. Really? Yeah, I mean, just... Oh, well, I just couldn't guess fucking heroes for ages, so <laughs> I doubt I can. I mean, but, it's, uh, well, it's, give me a clue. So a clue would be... Mm, how do I give you a clue on this? Oddly, think Germany again, but in a slightly different way. Um, it's from a piece of... It's it's from te- it's from a te- it's from a piece David did. It's from something theatrical. Oh, it's, from, it's from the Brecht thing. It's right. the Brecht thing. It's called... <sighs> Oh, I heard it the other day. He's, play, from, he's playing ukulele on it. It's from Baal. Baal, right. yeah, it's from Baal, and it's called... There's a few things in that, though. But... No, I can't remember the name of the bit. Okay. It. So, yeah, David Bowie did a... In, you know, on TV in 1980, I think, uh, he did a uh, Baal uh, TV version of a Brecht play yeah. with music. Yes. Uh, and he did a couple of songs in that. So it's not by Bowie, it's by Brecht Vial. Right. Um, and I cannot remember the name of the song. OK. Well, you're right, but it's it's called Remembering... Mary A. No, I don't know that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't remember that. Uh, I, I don't remember Mary A or indeed the song. No, but it, I don't think that's choosing an obscure Bowie song. To be honest, Ju- Julia, uh, I think. As uh, in, I, what do you mean? I, that, well, that's definitely quite obscure. 
I think that's so obscure, it's basically not a Bowie song. Oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, he's singing it, well, right? But it's well, basically... Write it, yeah. I think Julia is choosing a Breck Vile song there yes. and Bowie's version of it, do you know what I mean? Yes. I don't think that's her as a Bowie fan right? choosing, like, oh, what's an mm. interesting Bowie song. I think that's her I, as a sort of theatrical person, yes. whatever, choosing that. I've got to say that Tanya Byron, mm. who's the TV psychologist I know. here... Yeah. Good solid choice. Just that's the only other one I was going to mention, which is Absolute Beginners, which I think is yeah, a great good track. Choice. Lovely, good lovely choice. Track. I think Tanya, I don't know Tanya very well. I haven't met her once. Uh, is probably from that period. If you see what I mean, I can see Tanya right. dancing to that yes. in the eighties. But I would have thought if you choose Absolute Beginners, you, you know, most people at that point would have gone for Let's Dance or so. She's. Cho- I, I think, think Absolute Beginners is a great it's, example it's, of how. Even in Bowie's worst, and that was quite a bad period, I think, if you actually look at the albums yeah, right then, he, he was still... still unbelievably brilliant when he wanted to be. Yes. Sort of like footballers who can't be bothered most time and then suddenly do something brilliant. He, he was amazing from that point of view. Do you, want, do you want to hear him making a noise like a baby? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so on, um, we've, we've mentioned this before, which is... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I was interested in your pronunciation. What do you call the album that became Young Americans? Oh, yeah, the Gooster. <laughs> you call it the Gooster. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> well, that seems like a really... Pally name for a goose. <laughs> hey, the gooster's in. Gooster's quack, quack, quack. Yeah, hi, gooster. <laughs> Quit your quacking, gooster. Um, it, what is it? Gals- it's gouster, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's probably. Gal- it's got a but, U in it. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, gooster, as I like to call it, was the uh, sort of demo album that Bowie made yeah. before Young Americans, which yeah. is actually, I think it's really brilliant. Uh, it's, the the it's versions n- of those songs, they're harder and sort of more hard-edged than they become on the plastic soul of Young Americans. And yeah. there's a few tracks that aren't on. The original version of Young Americans That's as well, right. I think. Um, yeah, there's Who, who Can I, I Be Now, which be is now? Unbe- amazing. Song. Who Can I Be Now in the frame, by the way, for Desert Island Discs. Oh, good. In the frame. Yes, yes. No, I, oh, that's interesting you said that. That makes me think that's the one, because why would you put things in the frame? Well, I'm not going to. No, no, I'm no, not going to say face, it. But definitely that, that, that's uh, in it's, the frame. it's an incredible song. Um, and as you say, it doesn't quite have the lush. It doesn't yet. I mean, there's been a lot of fuss made about it, and it is a brilliant set of songs. Of course, in a way, it's just a dem. It's just him starting to get young Americans together. Yeah. You record it, yeah. So it's not as lush and it's Although they did solely. actually take a, an actual photograph. Do you know that? There was a cover oh, photograph. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And a cover was, was sort of positioned, for the, if that's not the right word, mooted for, right. the, for, for the Gouster. So yeah. when you're saying Gouster, it's a bit like the way I say Bowie sometimes and Bowie <laughs> some other times. Uh, but it, it's a, it's a completely different look. It's sort of slightly kind of paranoid him under a table or something like that. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> Did you know it was being taken? I don't know, but I read a piece about the Gouster right. once suggesting that it was a much more sort of coke-addled, frightened right. album than Young right. Americans yeah, yeah. became, so more representative of what he was actually like what you mean, at yes. the time. Although I really love Young Americans. Although it's more... but but, but So there's this track... I mean, there's an extra, he makes the most extraordinary noise. It's sort so of, what, what song is this? So this is um, Right, which, is on, which ends up on Young Americans... Um, but this is the Gouster right. or Gooster mix. And there's the most... He gets incredibly funky on it. OK. Um, but funky perhaps to the point where, as I say, he sounds, sounds like, like a, a baby. Funky baby. Like a one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really odd noise. Yeah. So let's see if we can find it. 
does sound like a baby. Yeah. And really it is funky. really funny. But it does once again, you know, you often talk about how Bowie is sort of like halfway sometimes between sort of slightly absurd mm. and then mm. genius. Mm. But that is quite a good example of that. Because actually, mm. you know, predating it, not completely predating all this, but predating kind of Michael Jackson and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, sometimes when if you sort of like get away for a second from, say, a Michael Jackson track mm. and you, you say, as an alien or whatever, come down and yeah. listen to it, you might think, why is that person squeaking? Yeah. You know, and then you realise it's unbelievable musicality. But it yeah. is also quite absurd that yeah. Michael Jackson just used to make squeaky noises, yeah. but they were kind of beautiful and amazing. Yeah. And Bowie's doing that yeah. there. I mean, it is but a just, bit... Just check again, because if you said to him, David, we just need you to sort of just make a ridiculous baby-like noise. Yeah. It's a joke. Why? Well, just do it for me, would you? Yeah. you I mean, because he really goes all in. <laughs> If you're very, very, uh, if you listen to it carefully, he could actually be saying dada. Yes. Just just do it again. And imagine he's saying dada. Okay. I want my bockle. (laughs) (laughs) Dada. (laughs) Want my bockle. (laughs) That's brilliant. Funky baby. So funky. And then the other thing, if you're in the mood, I can't, I, people can not not be in the mood, having heard that. One of the things about that track is as soon as you hear it, you sort of want oh, to slink God. into a, well, a lounge except, somewhere as the greatest dancer. Except I'm, I'm, going sure somewhere, I'm going somewhere completely different. Well, yeah. no, actually, I'm not going somewhere completely different. So just sticking with the, actually, the Young Americans theme, I found this interview, which I can play just a quick snippet on, with John Lennon talking mm. about Bowie. And I just thought okay. it was really interesting because... Um, I think I've seen that, but play it to me. OK, well, it's not, it's not visual. It's the Andy Peebles interview which is radio the andy peebles so interview he, with john lennon yes andy uh, in my did, mind that those, those people are from completely different yeah universes. no he did an interview for radio he, one he different time zones but yeah no he did he i don't did mean the, time zones like china and london i right. mean like different time right. continuums but maybe yeah I'm no I, I know what you mean except that um i think it's the last interview he did maybe andy the, peebles no john lennon. <laughs> <laughs> before andy peebles got shot um <laughs> Um, again, we should find ourselves saying, I'm sure Andy Peoples is alive and well and I think he probably is thriving. Alive. No, he's fine, I think. Um, Although but, not as uh, big a DJ as he used to be. No, but, but he, not for any bad reason. No, no. And in fact, when you listen, I mean, he got Lennon. What more? I mean, yeah. what a scoop. And he did the interview just for Double Fantasy. Okay. And I kind of remember it being on when after Lennon was shot um, and listening to it. But I, So I think that's what this is from. So we should give it credit for that mm. and what's interesting about Lennon who as McCartney gets very annoyed doesn't he becomes this hero in retrospect the 70s he was just out of it really mm. his material was weak well, not all with, of it. with a couple of exceptions not all of it. but it, was, it wasn't a great period for, for, for Lennon right he gave late up late 70s do you mean I'd say even early to me I mean oh, some, some of the, brilliant stuff on mind games and there are a couple of tracks yeah. I, on, but I don't think they're great uh, when did you last listen to a Lennon album well, from beginning to well, end well not that old yet, no, but no. right okay well I make my point yeah uh, <laughs> Um, not that long ago, you say. <laughs> yes, I, know, I didn't. Make, um, you didn't make your point. It's my point. <laughs> I rest my case. Um, anyway, so, yes. Um, so but he, but he, and he I wasn't there with David Bowie. He, certainly, well, in and, the 70s. And, the, and the point is, a we know about his Bowie collaboration, which he talks about here. But secondly, it's quite interesting hearing someone who wasn't. Let's just agree, wasn't. You know, the sixties were yeah. his thing. He was king, and the seventies he took a backseat. And he's talking about Bowie. And he even talks about Ziggy Stardust, and it feels like it's a bit like when your dad might talk right. about it. It just feels odd for him to say Ziggy Stardust. Okay. And never think about Lennon being in it. Um, and then there is... So Can we hear it? Yeah, so he, they collaborated, and he's kind of half remembering what he did. There's also a moment when Andy Peebles laughs in the most hysterical way, which is completely unjustified, and that okay. might be worth a bit of analysis. But okay. I think we'll pop in around here. I was never around when the Ziggy Stardust thing came because I'd already left England when all that was going on. So I didn't really know what he was. And meeting him doesn't give you much more of a clue, you know. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> because you don't know which one you're talking to, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, and, you know, we all have our... <laughs> Surely he laughs. That's far Hang on, too much. What's John saying there? Just oh, like, sorry, yeah. I just want to hear what John says after well, by the way, there's people's a, laugh. There's a great bit, by the way, when he says something like, I couldn't play the elephant man because Bowie's, you know. And then Yoko says, oh, you could do something like that. And, and he, Lennon says, oh, she's always telling me I can do things. She says, well, I don't think you could do the elephant man specifically. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to that. Well, you said, yeah, you've just yeah. told us what it is, Tim. <laughs> True. <laughs> personality traits so between him and me i don't know what was going down but we seem to have some kind of communication together and uh, i think he's great the fact that he could just walk into that and do that i could never do that you did across the universe on you that album didn't you well, i could never go yes, and do an elephant do. man well you well, she's great she tells me i can do everything mm-hmm. i can make a movie you know because you only have to learn two lines at once i'm not talking about specifically <laughs> elephant man i can't I mean. even remember <laughs> 
Okay, okay, that'll do. But, um, can I just say? But do you want? I must say something first of all. A number yeah. of things to say. Number one is uh, Tim Inks is Tim is Sorry. Tim is absolutely brilliant on this podcast, but he's not a performer. And I would say that's the worst setting up of a story I've ever heard. What telling like, you what it was going to be? Just telling you exactly what it's going to be, taking quite some time over it, and then playing it. I mean, it was helpful in some respects yeah. in that, in that yeah. I didn't realise, because you hadn't. You also had it set up, probably more importantly, before the whole thing, that Yoko's on it. That, the fact point. that Yoko's on it was a back yes. reference. That would have been so the thing I could have set up, is you what you're saying. You could have said that, but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was still so yeah. a little row. That, I, was, I like that. It's a little row about, like, well, I'm not yeah. talking about it. Come on, don't be no. stupid. Let me take not, that compliment <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but just on Andy Peoples' laugh, because he seems to get energy from nowhere and then builds into this laugh. Because you don't know which one you're talking to. But... <laughs> runs. As I say, when you first set this up, you didn't tell me Yoko was in there. Yes. So when I, I, was, I was waiting for Andy Peebles laugh, <laughs> and actually the first thing I heard was this weird ethereal female voice going, right. I thought, Andy Peebles laugh is stranger than I imagined. <laughs> but also, and then I heard this other laugh. It's not just a weird laugh, Yoko, isn't it? When you listen to it, it's actually a completely fake laugh. So, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what? I've never thought of her as really a big laugher. His laugh just comes out of nowhere and then just builds and builds. And for some reason he finds the fact that you never know which bow you're going to meet to be the funniest thing he's ever heard. Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably an element of I'm in a room with John Lennon and he sort of said yes. a joke. Yeah. It's kind of adjacent to a yes. joke. And yeah. therefore I better laugh. Well, Yoko's doing that again. too, just by going, ah. <laughs> she feels she has to laugh. I think Yoko's doing a wife's laugh. Okay. Like, oh God, my husband's yeah. made one of his quips, which John must have done quite a lot, really. But it's mate, there's there's a, um, but, you know, Lennon's alleged, obviously he's on fame, you hear him in, in the backing vocals. He's allegedly also on Across the Universe, although I've never yeah, really... Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, but I can't really pick that up, but maybe he's in the... Yeah, I think he is. I mean, let, let, I'm gonna, I'm, I need to play you something before we go. OK, the yeah, says, uh, Off the back of that, but before I do, you're absolutely right about how it's a little bit daddish. I think I have, in fact, heard it before. And what it demonstrates, to some extent, is how if you were 30-something mm. at that time, yes. you were old. Yes. Uh, because that's how, what he was then. That's, that's probably yeah. mid-70s or late-70s. Yeah, well, so he's like, like 40. Yeah, he died when he was 40. Yeah, I think it's like so 79, it's, 80. Yeah, yeah, so he's like 37 or something and does come across very much like, I don't really understand what yeah. this young crazy guy is doing but with I his think characters. It, and it's particularly odd. Somehow there's something jarring but quite exciting about hearing John Lennon say Ziggy Stardust because yeah. just don't put the two together. It's yeah. like he's, as you say, he was out of it. He was old by then. Yeah. Um, um, I know what I wanted to play you was while we're talking about now, I haven't really played this myself. I played a tiny bit of it. But one thing that is quite exciting about this podcast is we are getting quite a lot of feedback on the internet, on Twitter. Right. Uh, and people are trying to, I think, out-obscure us because we like being a bit yep. obscure about Bowie. Uh, the whole Desert Island Disc conversation was essentially us showing off how much more obscure we would be. Yes. Uh, apart from we'll, with Julia Donaldson. Well, she, we can't beat her. Uh, but she's the Gruffalo. Uh, <laughs> World of Film and TV, that's the name of someone on Twitter, World of Film and TV, says, I'm enjoying the Bowie podcast. Uh, Bowie podcast. Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. Hashtag Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. Mm. Uh, oh, no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's uh, good well, to have had that well, input anyway. Well, actually, yeah, well, I might as well say this person now. I listened to Hunky Dory the other day and wondered if anyone else could hear the laughing gnome in the background towards the end of Beauty Brothers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can we hear that? Yeah. <laughs> actually, that wasn't the one I intended to re read out in the terrible flailing rubbishness of this podcast. I read out the wrong tweet. Well, we can... But since we're there, uh, I'm not aware... I, can, I remember yeah. there is laughter, I think, at the end of Beauty Brothers... But is it actually... I mean, that is the... You know, we've talked about this before. And the Beauty Brothers, a great masterpiece of track, there is yeah. this weird, slightly British novelty moment yes. in that, which is that stuff about gravy. I'm yeah. dying for me gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's just a double-tracked voice. It's not meant to be a deliberate reference, in my opinion, to the laughing note. I suspect it isn't, although it's funny to be reminded of it because it's a very silly voice. And as you say, there's quite a lot of... We've talked about Bowie's voice going in and out of all sorts of modes, but there is always a sort of slight Cockney thing he does, most notably on Be My Wife, on low, mm. isn't it? When he he's very, goes very Cockney, he goes. Well, Cockney, Cockney was that. his thing. I mean, the Anthony Newley thing was very. Yeah, and he he, he enjoys doing that. But one thing actually, just this is completely mm. just occurred to me the other day. Yeah. is I was watching one of the millions and millions just of Bowie retrospectives that were on BBC Four mm. uh, or wherever they are, Sky Arts. Mm. Right? I mean, there's one narrated by Jarvis Cocker. Yes, it's good. It's got some interesting footage and whatever. But he, he starts going on about Anthony Newley. Uh, and not Jarvis's fault, I'm sure that was just a script. And also, it's correct. I'm not I'm not criticising he was a big influence. Mm. But they go on about the Laughing Gnome and about, oh, it was all influenced by, by him. I think the main influence in the Laughing Gnome is Sid Barrett. 
I think mm-hmm. Bowie was obsessed with Sid Barrett mm-hmm. uh, and does see Emily play on pinups. Yeah. And that was Pink Floyd's thing. If you actually listen to Pink Floyd, which I was a big fan of, and thinking of their early stuff, uh, it's nursery, it's weird, eerie, nursery rhymes, childish yes. stuff, you know, done as rock music. And I think that's probably a bigger influence to some extent. I think I think the laughing the laughing gnome on that Bowie album, that sort of Duram album, is a bit more the psychedelic sort of mm. dope smoking is is more Sid Barrett, as you yeah. say. I think generally speaking, that album which I love is very Anthony Newley. It's not not always there's a couple of childhood ones on yeah. there. But stuff about um The Gospel of to Tony Day is all very right. Anthony Newley, isn't it? Yeah, and I think even um little uh, what's it called? Um She's Got Medals or something. Yeah. Uh, just very straight, like musical. But I agree. I think Laughing Gnome's supposed you know, it's all supposed to be giggling. Well it's like bike had a on, on the first I don't know if you know right. the first Pink Floyd album, but yeah, I've yeah. got a bike, you can yeah. ride it if you like. Yeah. You know, it's incredibly yeah, like yeah. a kid's nursery ride. Yes. Uh, or indeed Arnold Lane or whatever. Um while we're on the Laughing Gnome, I suppose I have to play this. So Trevorsky says to me, this is pretty obscure, uh, that Arcade Fire, the Canadian band? I don't know okay. much about Arcade uh, Fire. Are they Canadian? Anyway, they do I a song called... I know I've never got into them, but... Um, Just a Reflector. Mm. Neither, neither have I. They're but Bowie loved great. them, right? Bowie, Bowie played on this song, Just okay. a Reflector, or sung on it. Okay. Sings a Greek chorus, it says, under, under at 4.40, okay. in Just a Reflector, the sax refrain under the beat is the intro to the laughing note. Oh, that's note. great. So this that's is true. this is once again Bowie and sax, which we've talked about yeah. quite a lot. Uh, now, I don't know if it is or not, because I haven't heard this, but Just a Reflector... That is definitely the sax intro. That's well spotted. I mean, is it meant to be? I mean, it's, it goes very much with the song... Since this podcast now can't really happen without a reference and a, and a bit of the Laughing Gnome, we'd better play, I think, the sax from the Laughing Gnome to check how how like that is. Yeah. I mean, it's, in, in the Arcade yeah. Fire song, it doesn't sound like it's from a circus organ. No, it's more the pity. The um, organ without a keyboard. OK, so the thing that I've been meaning to play you this entire time mm. is, I think, the most obscure uh, thing... And it's from He'll Keep an Eye on Jessica. Uh, okay. Funny you guys brought up Keith Moon in the latest Talking Time for the Moon Boys because Bowie allegedly sings backup on one of Keith Moon's solo tracks, Real Emotion. Worth a look up and a giggle for fans of Bowie Obscura. Okay. Um, now, what I really like about this is I haven't checked out whether Bowie's singing or right. not. I can't really work it out. Mm, mm. But what I really like about it is Keith Moon, of course, like the most wild man of rock ever. Yeah. You know, the crazy, crazy mm. guy. You couldn't control him and then mm. he died and mm. blah, blah, Okay, this sounds to me like something that Manhattan Transfer might have done. <laughs> Listen to it. When he's trashing a hotel room and they come round, he just plays this and looks yeah. innocent. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it's like an ironic biopic of Keith Moon. It's a biopic of Keith Moon. Yes. And, you know, they put on ironic music while Keith is shooting up or something like In that. In the 70s, those guys, they see, nearly all their time was spent getting into fancy dress, wasn't it? They seem to go to parties all the time dressed as gangsters or yeah. as Hitler often or often Keith Hitler. Moon. Yeah. And they just went to parties all the time, didn't they? And, and as you say, they sort of, this pastiche thing, that's what it is. Yeah. It? It's a sort of. But actually. Uh, I remember fun. watching a documentary with Keith Moon was doing some of his solo tracks and thinking then he seems to like just the most rubbish 70s pop when yeah. he's left to his own device. Right, right, yeah. Well, he's a drummer. Yeah, yeah it's a drummer. Can, of course, yeah. he's a drummer. Now, the question is, is that Bowie? So he's Bowie... Vocals? I can't I, there's hear a Bowie-like it. voice in there, but you know what? If, if I was producing Keith Moon's solo album mm. and David Bowie was singing backing vocals, mm. I think I might surreptitiously put the levels up a bit on the backing vocals if because it, yeah, Keith's yeah. not got a brilliant voice, and David, of course, does, and he, they clearly haven't done that because I can't hear David. Can you? I can't, uh, but of course, annoyingly, and we don't want to annoy our uh, Twitter person who's come in um, because they maybe we've just not found it yet. That... Maybe at the end. Let's try. Let's try the end. Don't have to fake it with Guitar is just sort of that comedy guitar. Oh, is a comedy wah wah guitar. I mean, it sounds incredibly like 
ordinary sort of pop hits from the seventies, the ones that on top of the pops you think, yes. okay, well, if I'm lucky, this will be over in a minute. Yeah, the yeah, slightly David Essexy, or like David Soul would do. Yeah, lots of shrugging. Like, or the worst just... of David Essex, because I actually think some of David Essex is great. Uh, Rock on, great. Rock on is brilliant. Winter, Quite uh, influence, uh, Winter's Tale. Winter's Tale, not so. He much. wrote the book as well. Yeah. <laughs> amazing, yeah. amazing guy. Uh, so I've just remembered uh, the name of the band that uh, David Bowie and the Spiders from Mars called themselves briefly... Can you uh, give me a clue? Uh, ...in the 70s. Can you give you without, a clue what the name on is? To me, but just give well, me a clue because... I'm just going to check if my daughter did, in fact, come okay. through with it. Yes, and my I've remembered it individually, uh, wow. but my daughter also came through with it, uh, and she's confirmed it for me. So you so both agree, you both both agree that this is the name. I'm, I just uh, don't know whether I know. I mean, and fascinatingly, she did it just as I was thinking of it. I'd left the room... Wow. Uh, listeners, just uh, here's uh, I'm letting lighting on magic here. I left the room mm. to go to the toilet whilst I was in the toilet yeah. five minutes ago. Can you actually uh, use the toilet next time, by the way? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Tom Waits was in there, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I was in there five minutes ago, and that was when my daughter was sending this. So I think that's telepathic. Um, I definitely think or that's coincidence. I wonder or, which one or, it is. It could be either. Which do you um, think? But anyway, well, you want a clue for what the name is. Okay, I'm well, just annoyed that I it hasn't come okay, to mind. It's a the name. It's like the Beatles. Uh, it's not the Beatles. That would be quite it's weird. It's not a good. I was going to um, suggest that. that would, but uh, it's the, as in, by the way, you're eating crisps, <laughs> which is like a really stupid thing to do for a podcast. I'm eating an apple. <laughs> it's just, a banana. It's a banana mm. that Bowie <laughs> was always eating in Ricky Gervais's impression. Right, I'm going to stop. Uh, right, I'll stop. No, um... OK, well, it's a word for a thing, right. uh, sort of modern thing to do with advertising and PR when you're trying to get something... The spin? Close to that. The spin? It's not the spinners. Not the, no, the new... <laughs> Was he in the spinners? Spin. He also did the spinners. Uh, no, it's not the uh, spin. The spinning. No, the spin. it's a slightly older word um, than spin, obviously, because it was the 70s. I can't Why do we have to guess everything on this <laughs> podcast? Can't we just have some things that are said? The carousel. No. No, no, no. No, carousel. Well, I was trying to think of an older word for spinning. Is it like something no, no, spins? No, 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 no. 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 I, actually, I don't mean spins, okay. as, in like, oh, as right. in like spin to do with PR and the, building the, up excitement. The hype. Yes. Oh, the hype, yes. The okay. hype is the I wouldn't name have got it, band. but I remember that, uh, yes. But Dolly, thanks okay. for the deal, came in as well to say the hype. Uh, I can show you on the yes. text. So that's great. So that's what it was. So one other thing I got on Twitter, uh, which is great, is from Trevor Middleton, who says, don't know if you're, you're aware, but my old school friend Jimmy, brackets, Jimster, the Gooster, the Gooster, <laughs> the Gooster. <laughs> I love the fact that, I mean, A, obviously I'm not aware, and B, I don't know Jimmy Draper as Jimster. <laughs> uh, like, why would I know I that? I feel I know him now, though, and it's but, nice. Yeah, Jimster, the Jimster has organised, <laughs> I, I pronounce it Jimster, uh, has, <laughs> has organised an annual Bowie convention in Derby. For many years. The 2018 convention starts today. This was on Amazing. May the 11th, sadly, so we've missed it. Oh. Uh, we would have gone, obviously. Uh, here's the lineup, and I just want to read you the lineup, right? Friday night, because some of it is Bowie and some of it isn't, unless, unless it's Bowie references that I'm not picking up. So Friday night begins at 7.15 with liquor, as in liqueur. Liqueur. Liqueur, yeah. Uh, um, and then at uh, 8.45, it's rebel, rebel. Fine. Okay. Then at 10.30, it's Bowie Oakey. <laughs> It's like karaoke. Like karaoke, just yeah, singing yeah. Bowie. Oh, Fine, yeah. okay. And Andy Yo, whoever he is, right? Uh, and then uh, midnight to 1am, Heroes DJs, right? Saturday, 12.30, quite early. Yeah. But actually, this is the one that I really would have gone to, is the Bowie Room. Is that I, a band, do you think? Or, or? Uh, oh, I see. I assumed that was like this. I assumed that was people okay. just coming in and saying stuff. Wow. Sharing yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. about Bowie, but it might be a band. Then, 1.35, John Dyson and the Bloody Marys. Now, <laughs> You know, that's no good. And it followed by another band called Fairground Accidents. Now, am I not uh, picking up references here? Because let me tell you, at 3.55 comes on a band called The Major Tomps. Now, yeah. I get that. You know what? I spot that reference, but I am completely missing the Bowiness or the Bowiness of John Dyson and the Bloody Marys and Fairground Accidents. By the way, spelt F-A-R-E. Uh, F-A-E-R. Oh, right. Middle Grand, English. Like, like a Middle English, like, like yeah, they're yeah. a Fairport Convention well, there could be... type band. By the way, fair the ground accidents. <laughs> I would call. I would say if I'm going to go for that, I'd go mishaps. I think I would say accidents. I'd go for something more medieval. Mishaps and monstrosities, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not quite. Possibly one know. of those wagons without keyboards. <laughs> People keep saying we don't have one of those. They don't exist, David. We've got a wagon, but. But have you missed the... Because it seems to end at five o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, Maybe it does that end. is. OK, it right. quite yeah. early, yeah. yeah. Maybe also, they were booted out at that point. But also, I like, as you say, the Bowie Room could be a place where you share, and that would be a highlight. But yeah. So the Bowie Room is where you go in and say what's meaningful to yourself. But you've got three quarters of an hour. It's a very pressured 
Bowie room because they yeah. got 45 minutes for that. Yes. And then on with it John It is a bit Dice. pressured and it, it may be just, like as you say, another band but, or just some pictures. But it could be that... Jo- <laughs> you go in, it's just some wallpaper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a Bowie theme room for... But John Dyson and the Bloody Mary's unfair ground accidents could, you know what? could contain old members or well, something. I'm, you know, it could I'm, be a, I'm Googling John Dyson yeah. and the Bloody Mary's. Because it I'm, could be that someone that was in Arnold Corns or something is... Arnold Corns is, mentioned is, again. Is, is, is <laughs> in the there. most mentioning mark. <laughs> OK, they've got a Facebook page. Just got a... Bowie and Iggy on it, so maybe they just yeah. that's what they do. But if covers. they are a tribute band, that's yeah, a if misleading they're a tribute name. band, that's a really weird name. Unless we not, I'm it. only dancing, John. No, Dyson and the Bloody Marys. No. <laughs> <laughs> not that. Okay, okay, let's try Fairground Accidents. Last go. Mm. See if they we can spot the band. She makes you want to die. Fairground Accidents. Oh, they're a proper band. They've got like quite a lot of things. Here's Fairground Accidents. To say, I am going to listen to more Fairground Accidents. I like that, the sound of that. That is a lot better than I thought it would be. That and so I'm good. stopping taking the piss, even though I think their name should be spelled F A I R. No, but if, assuming they're looking for management, they might be. Yeah. No, I think we, that can, we be, can have that discussion. Well with done, them. Fairground Accidents. Mm. Uh, okay, we've got to go, but I think there's an obvious song, mm. I think, to go out Lovely. on. Lovely. Uh, you know, it was a song we talked about, you know, my favourite Bowie song, Desert Island Disc. We talked mm. about the most obscure Bowie songs. Mm. You know, what songs did you really want David to sing? Mm. And obviously, it's this one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.